Welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. <laughs> I'm Jill and I'm trying to sound excited. <laughs> I'm Tara. You're just not excited because you don't like our intro. We just need to change it. And then you we just need, Maybe we could just skip the intro at this point. <laughs> Early. I'm Tara. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So Tara, as you know, sometimes I like to kick off on a whining note. <laughs> <laughs> So here's what happened to me the other day. I got a mani-pedi. I was really looking forward to it because it had been a little while. And two things. So the first thing is that my mani did not last and I was very bummed. It was a beautiful manicure, but like two days later, it's peeling. So I'm really bummed about that. And I could have gone back and had them redo it, but I just, I don't know, I didn't have the time and I had gone to a faraway location and I just didn't want to deal with it. The other issue is as the nail technician is doing my pedicure, I'm kind of distracted. I think I was reading my book or I don't know, looking at my phone or something. And she was like halfway through the color and like putting the polish on and I looked down and it's like completely the wrong color. It was not the color I chose. It was not a color I wanted. It was not a color I would ever have wanted. <laughs> it's like, crap. Like, what do you do? She's already halfway through and I haven't been paying attention. So I just left the color. It's actually fine. But has that ever happened to you where you've just like kind of zoned out and then realized like, oh crap? Well, I have done where like you think you're going to like the color, you put it on and then you get home and the kids are like, that looks like a grandma would be wearing that. And then I can't <laughs> stand, it drives me bananas. Like seriously, yeah. I can't stand that. That is true. I mean, there are certain, I find that I gravitate towards like these like ro- sort of these muted rose colors and there's a very fine line there. Like if there's any pearlescence in it, your grandma territory. It's like, it's like, I don't really do color typically because I have to shoot so much stuff. I feel like a neutral is better, but sometimes I'm just like, let's go for color. And then I end up choosing a color that's so terrible. Like why did I, I should stay in my zone. Yeah. Like for example, I think that a lot of people like to choose recently yellow has been a big one and green and you have to be very careful because you could look like Shrek. Like your nails could look really bad with it. Very true. <laughs> but I do love the whole Manny Petty process, especially when it's been a while. There's nothing better. Okay. So on a positive note, because now that I've just bitched for 10 minutes, um, I'm obsessed with a new drink that I wanted to tell you about. And I'm hesitating because I'm worried that so many people are going to go buy it and then it's not going to be available. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you anyway. Well, since we have so many listeners, I think <laughs> you're safe here. You're, you're in the safe zone. <laughs> okay. So do you ever drink Spindrift? I don't even know what that is. Oh, okay. Well, Spindrift is like, it's like a seltzer water, but with, with real fruit flavor in it. But it's, and it's, but it's not like the fake fruit. It's not sugary or fake sugar. It just has like a hint of of fruity flavor generally. They have like an iced tea. Actually, you'd probably really like the iced tea. It's like a lemon iced tea, but it's sparkling water. So it's a little weird because you're not used to drinking iced tea with like bubbles. But, um, but anyways, and you know, like a can is like 15 calories or something. Like it's not, it's not calorific. Um, so I recently discovered a pineapple flavored one 
It's so good. I mean, it tastes like a pina colada in like a sparkling pina colada. It's so good. I can't stop drinking it. And so is that thirst quenching like on a hot day? Yes. Yes. So like for the past week when we've been in a heat wave, it's like so good. Because the worst is when you're so thirsty and you grab something like that and it's like you're drinking sugar and you're like, this right. is the worst. Like this is nothing for me. This is like sparkling water with like if you took one piece of pineapple and like squeezed it in, like squeezed the juice and a little bit of the pulp in, that's what it tastes like. So good. We went to Nantucket last weekend and we were riding bikes to the beach and there's like this little place you can get lunch and they had homemade iced tea like just out in the sun and then you would like you know get they fill your cup with ice and then I was dying that's like my so good and then I drank it and there was so much sugar in it I could have thrown it it was so sweet so what so because I've heard of this like sun tea is that what sun tea is yeah and it was like amazing but I had no idea that they would sweeten it so much and so it ruined the whole experience for me. Is sun tea usually sweetened? I don't know. But usually, I mean, to be honest, most, like, it's a very Southern thing to sweeten your tea. But uh, most places have sweet tea. I mean, that's yeah. what you always have to ask. But I just assumed that you should never assume. But anyway, so I had that experience where I was so thirsty and I just wanted it to be, like, the most thirst-quenching drink, you know? But anyway, so... Don't go all by your whatever it is. I forget the name anyways. Spindrift. <laughs> How'd you get turned on to Spindrift? So I think, I don't know originally, maybe they used to be in bottles and now they're cans, but um, Sweet Green, when Sweet Green first opened, they had Spindrift. I think that they mostly have that now too. Um, that's how I first, but I didn't, I actually didn't really love it because originally because I'm not a big like berry flavor in my seltzer water person but the pineapple one for some reason maybe just this summer just is so good yummy so today we're going to talk about hiring outside firms and when I brought this up Jill's like we kind of already talked about it but the reason I'm bringing it up is because I personally think I'm at this point and so I haven't even talked to Jill about it but it is what it is so every summer Around this time, Tara West freaks out because there's a couple <laughs> reasons why. So work slows down, which is not a bad thing. I needed a break. Like I really, it was it was good for me to have a break. It was a very busy spring, which I'm very thankful. But you know, you got to take a break, and you know, with your kids and everything. So, um, but then you know, work slows down. It hasn't slowed down that much, but I start wanting to do other things, and I start feeling like, why haven't I already done these other things? I want to do them. And my business gets to a point where, you know, you kind of need somebody else, maybe a PR firm or somebody to help you get the next connections. I mean, I've come very far on my own. I have to admit, I'm like proud of myself. But so every, so last summer I got to this point and I was very lucky because a woman just reached out to me randomly. She used to be in PR and she wanted to help me. And that is a gift. I was telling her, you're a gift. But when you're not paying somebody, the, the, I don't know, whatever, the drive, it's not, it's just the necessity is not there because we are all in the end motivated by money in some regard. True? True. So now I'm thinking, all right, here I am again. 
and my business has gotten to a point that maybe I should hire an outside firm, like a PR firm, because there are other things that I want to do. And I also don't have the time, nor do I know who to contact. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the challenge is that depending on what those things are that you want to do, it might be a different kind of firm. You might need like three different firms and, and, or maybe there's one. So, I mean, I, I mean, I guess, is it a PR firm or is it an influencer management firm? Like one of the social media influencers? I don't mean the social media influencer. Like you don't need people to go out and find you like a little brand to, you know, for you to post about you, you, you're really capable and do that on your own, but is it someone who can help you, um, you know, broaden what you do into different things? So I think it just depends on what the focus is because you want to make sure you're hiring the right firm, like a PR firm, you know, I don't know. A lot of PR firms have departments that do different things. So maybe that's the right thing, but um, I think it depends. But I mean, I also think, you're in the buying position. So, I mean, if you're going to purchase outside help, you just need to figure out how to set it up so that if it doesn't work, you don't lose a ton of money. So like maybe you set it up for like a one month trial or a two month trial, just almost the same way as if, if someone were to come and work for you or work with you at like a brand wanted to work with you and you wanted to give them some sort of trial, like how would you structure it? Sort of think about it the same way. Yeah. So I, so I thought it might be, Proud of me, Joe. So I'm going to interview a couple of, of people. I also know a lot of these PR firms because they get me the business because they're working with the brands, right? So, right. so it's like, I already kind of know who I want to work with because they know me or, but, I, but you got to sit down and talk. And so what I did was I listed out exactly what I want, like ex- oh, great. exact goals. Like what, why would I be hiring them? And what is the end result? And so, because I, because I've already known for a long time, it's just when somebody comes to you out of nowhere and wants to help you for free, you're not going to then go hire somebody. I mean, this is, you know, that's a given. Yeah. So anyway, so when I meet with them, a, a couple people is, I want to, I absolutely know my goals. And that's great. And I'm they, very proud of you. <laughs> but what you just said is kind of what I've been thinking is, you know, I can't sign up for an, in, I, I don't know, let's do a trial, basically. Like, and I like that you said that, because that's what I've been thinking is, let's not go all in. Let's go slowly and see how this can evolve. And it's actually the perfect time because we're headed into fall and fall is a busy time for me and fall is when I can showcase what it is that I do best. Yeah. And I think there's lots of ways to sort of structure a trial, but I think the way to pitch it to them because they're going to want to sign you up for a whole year or whatever and have you sign a contract and blah, blah, blah. I think you pitch it to them as like, you don't know what it's like to work with me. I'm very involved in my business. I have been running it myself for X number of years and I'm going to, I'm going to be a pretty strong part of this. So, um, you know, you want to make sure that it's, that you're going to, you know, get what you need out of this as well, working with me. Um, but I think you could also, you know, there are lots of ways to structure it. So I guess what I'm trying to say is you don't don't so in your interview guide when you're interviewing these people i would i would think flexibility around terms is something that you'd want to ask them about and um if they're not willing to be flexible on terms it's probably not not the right firm for you Mm -hmm. 
but I would think about things like, why don't we see if you can get me, you know, three partnerships? I'm making this up because I don't know if that's one of the goals, but let's just pretend it is. Let's see if you can get me three partnerships or engagements or whatever it is. And I'll pay you for those, but let's just see if you can do three of them and see if it works versus like, let me pay you for a month and maybe you'll get nothing out of it. And then we go our separate ways and I've spent money and I've got nothing out of it. Like maybe it's like pay by, by engagement. Right. I like that a lot. Um, yes. My husband also, you know, so <laughs> he does not a believer in PR firms because they have worked with them first and it has not worked. I think a lot of people have this feeling. So I, I yeah. totally understand. But I feel like it's worth the try. And like, if I'm already feeling, I've, I always say, if you come back to the same place that you're at, obviously you need to change what you're doing and try something else, right? Yeah. And I think PR firms get a bad rap. And, you know, a lot of it is because the work that they do is just not that quantifiable. Mm-hmm. Like you can't say, I, you know, my PR firm got, you know, got me this placement in the New York Times And then that resulted in $500,000 worth of sales. Like you can't, that is a very difficult path to draw. So it's hard to quantify it, but it doesn't mean I'm not doing work. And I've worked, I've been lucky in my previous little job to have worked with some amazing PR firms um, who just, who are very flexible and it's less about getting, it's less about public relations. It's more about, getting positioning you in the public eye in a way that will be beneficial. So it's very, but if quantifying the results is important to you, it sounds like it is because you've actually put down like, this is where I want it to end up. Um, Then I think you asked them like, so what kinds of things would you do so that I can quantify that? I want to be able to see the results. Yeah. Great. So happy we had this conversation. (laughs) publicly no I I feel like this is probably I mean we talk about when you're at a place in your business like when is it the right time like it's never totally been the right time also you know uh, monetarily it's never been the right time for me and so now I feel like you know depending on the price point I think that it is the time for me and and I don't want to be in this place again you know what I mean I want yeah. to move forward I'm ready to move yeah forward. well I think so I have a few other thoughts one is, um, I think that you'll ha- you'll know, I think doing these interviews is a great step because you'll know by talking to them, you'll be like, oh, this doesn't feel right. I just, I think I can do it myself. Like you'll know whether it's the right time as you're getting, as you're talking to them. Um, the, the second thought, I have three. The second thought is I would definitely think about geography because a lot of these PR firms have local relationships and is it, is it a Boston based firm? Is it LA? Is it New York? Like, what do you, what is a good geography and does that matter? It might not matter. Um, and then the last thought is I, in my start, when I had my beauty startup, we were dying to have this like amazing beauty PR firm work with us. Like they, they are the top beauty PR firm but we could not afford it. So we went on LinkedIn and we found um, an employee who had just left, who had all the contacts, all the parties in the Hamptons with all the beauty editors, had everything, but just was not at this firm anymore. And she worked with us and she was a fraction of the cost and she was amazing. 
And for a small firm, having just like a single person working with you can be enough. You don't, you may not need to pay the overhead of a huge right. PR firm. All very helpful points. So I will keep you posted on what happens and um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how my interview interviewing skills go. <laughs> keep me posted. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean Shorts. Short Shorts. Boy Shorts. Tennis Shorts. Cargo Shorts. Pleated Shorts. Running Shorts. Board Shorts.